0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of In My Prime. Today is Thursday. Uh, the date? I think it's the 9th. Yep, uh, November 9th. We got some Thursday Night Football and a very, very small NBA slate, which honestly, I don't know about you guys, but those 14-game slates like we had yesterday, I, th- I think it's just like a little bit too much. Like, I... Enjoy watching basketball. I enjoy betting on basketball. But when I'm just like when I see fourteen games in front of me, I feel like I just get like overwhelmed and like do stupid shit, like bet on Chris Paul over points. <laughs> Anyways, um so obviously you guys I've made a pretty big uh change to what I do. Um I joined the dub club. I just wanna talk about it for a little bit here before I get into breaking down stuff. So my reasoning for this is because podcasting is what I want to do. It's what I want to grow, and I want to give out as much stuff as possible on pod, on my podcast. So you guys are incentivized to listen to it. And thank you guys. By the way, if you guys tuned in, um, whoever tuned in to the last episode, that that did amazing numbers, and that made me really really happy. <laughs> like that that was completely completely awesome. Anyways, yeah, so I want to give out most stuff through the podcast. And obviously, when you give out stuff through the podcast, like write ups take time after I place the bet. Um, recording the podcast takes time. Editing the podcast t- takes time. Getting the podcast up into podcast feeds takes time. And like it actually showing up for everyone takes time. So, and it, it's a long process, it's, it's really hard to avoid line value. So I just needed a platform where I could push out plays right away, and that's what Dub Club is. It gets you get some notified straight to your phone right away. So yeah, guys, that's that's why I chose to join them. Um, also, just a lot of hard work I put into this. Been doing this for three years now, man. Uh, giving out completely free picks for three years. So um, if you obviously. The picks from the podcast will still be on Twitter, which will be pretty much all the picks, to be honest. So obviously you don't need to join it, but just if you want to give my place in real time, it's going to make a big difference in your profit margins if you actually are tailing over time. So uh, yeah, if you guys want to join that, I have a free trial going on. Uh, Link is in my pinned tweet on Twitter. Highly recommend at least trying out the free trial. I mean, if, if you guys don't like it, you can just cancel it. But I think that you guys will make a lot of money in the dub club. More money than if you're just uh, tailing my Twitter. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, time to get into the Thursday Night Football game. We got a fucking great game, guys. Oh, my gosh. Another just treat. We got Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers going into Chicago to Chirac to play Tyson Bajant and the Chicago Bears. Yeah guys, uh this game probably is not gonna be the best, but um yeah, let me, let me kind of handicap this to you guys. So, uh, we got a three-point spread. It was three and a half last night for the Panthers. Bears are favored by three in this one. Um, over under 38 and a half. Last I checked the weather. Let me quick check that weather again. All right. Um, last I checked the weather, it was uh, 15 miles sustained. Yep, 15 miles sustained with gusts around 25 miles per hour. It's not enough to impact every play, but a deeper throw or a long kick could get blown off course. So, yeah, um, I found that on R- Rotor Grinder's weather. But Bryce Stein doesn't throw the ball downfield anyways, so I-, I don't think that's, like, a huge issue for the Panthers. Baygent, I think he's more of a dink-and-dunk guy, too. So there might not, not, not be a lot of big plays through the air. But, yeah, guys, I mean, <laughs> like, just looking at the matchup, I don't see a ton of points obviously. I also don't see any team winning by margin. Um like you're asking two like pretty crappy quarterbacks, so there would have to be like some very like obviously Bryce Young threw two pick sixes last week, but I think there would have to be some like defensive touchdowns to get this game out of hand anyways. Uh Panthers defense has actually been playing good the last two weeks, but they did lose Brian Burns, who is one of the better pass rushers in the game, which definitely matters. <clears throat> the Bears' defense, their run defense has been awesome. Pass defense, not the greatest. And I'm kind of going to counteract that statement because um, my one official play that I gave out in the dub club last night. Um, sorry guys, let me quick go pull up the right I forgot I don't have a drafted tweet right now. Okay. All right, so yeah, this is like I said, this is a weird play, but I do see value in it. Um, it is Miles Sanders over six and a half rushing attempts. Um, I played this at plus 110 last night at DK. Let mm. me see. What is it at now? And best odds are at plus 105 at MGM. DK is now at minus 115. Um, yeah. So, man, Miles Sanders, he actually played really good last week. Uh, he pretty massively outperformed Chuba on the ground on, like, a per-touch basis. Sanders, he went 6-for-39 on the ground compared to Chuba's 16-for-58, which it, which seems uh, like a pretty, I mean, that's a pretty significant difference in touches on the ground. Um, but in a press conference, <clears throat> Frank Reich, he said, Chuba is the quote-unquote starter, but I see it being an even rotation between, between the two. And this makes sense. I mean, Miles Sanders, he's on a contract. It's like four years, $24 million, but he is getting guaranteed $13 million. And that, that in today's day and age, is pretty crazy money for a running back. He was running really good. He was running angry last week. And if you see Miles Sanders have a good game on the ground, Panthers, with the money that they're paying on him, paying him should be massively incentivized to at least make this like close to a 50-50 between him and I'm not about to sit here and lie and say that the Bears are a good matchup on the ground. They're not. They have been really, really good against the run this year. But like I said earlier, um, Tyson Bajan is at quarterback. And even as three point favorites, the Bears being able to win by margin, being able to score a ton of points, being able to force Panthers to pass at any point in the game, to, to be honest, Seems pretty unlikely here. I, I think, <clears throat> like, the Panthers are a team that obviously is not good. They lose a lot of games by margin, so they get into a lot of game scripts where they can't run in, like, the fourth quarter, maybe even, like, the third quarter in some, some spots. But, yeah, man, Um. so it should be, like, a better game script than usual for the for this Panthers team. It's also <clears throat> a short week. Sanders has fresh legs. He's literally gotten, like, he got two carries a week before and then six carries and a couple of receptions last week. Chuba, who isn't a huge guy, um, he handled 20 touches just last Sunday. So, I mean, short week. Just another reason for it to be a little bit closer. Bryce Young. Um, last week, like I said, he threw two pick-sixes. That's like another incentive for the Panthers to at least give the running game a good, good try to establish it a little bit. So yeah, all in all, man, uh, Miles Sanders, I think I think he's earned more playing time based off of his play last week. Money in the NFL typically talks, and I think Sanders uh, coming uh, coming off a really good game, I think he'll get a opportunity to earn his RB one spot back, but also just like be very close to 50-50 in the touches in this one. So yeah, Frank Reich, his comments are encouraging as well. So although it's a tough matchup for Miles Sanders here, I just trust um, Carolina to be able to keep it within one score for the majority of the game. And I think that game script alone, because this is like a rushing attempts prop, you know? So we don't need big efficiency we can get seven for 18 and win so yeah man i'm I'm trusting the game script i'm trusting reich i'm trusting sanders coming off of a really efficient game that he starts to slowly get his rollback uh forces close like a 50 50 short week chuba's got a ton of work sanders has fresh legs so yeah man um miles sanders over six and a half rushing attempts is my first play or my only play so far for Thursday night. Alright, uh, getting into NBA. So this one had some line movement, but it snagged that in, secured the value. Um, There's still a couple of lines out here, but Trey Young over 22.5 points. We got that at minus 120 at DK. Um, there's minus 130s for 22.5 out there, or... Uh, 23 and a half for minus 118 at FanDuel, which I I think that, I think that 23 and a half is fine. I I like 22 and a half a lot more just from like a hit rate standpoint, but I think 23 and a half should be fine. So Trey, he's just a guy, I mean, he's just a guy who's done like do a ton of positive regression. He's had 18 plus points in every single game this year, 20 plus points in six out of seven, 22 plus in five out of seven. So... He's like a bucket away in six out of seven games. And he's only averaging 21.7 points per game. But despite all this, like he's shooting literally 33.6% from the field. He's shooting 27.3% from deep. And so like how I think about it, like if he shot like 40% this year, 40% is not good. Trey Zouar of like a 43, 44% guy. But if you were just shooting 40% this year, this number would probably be around 24.5, maybe even 25.5. And yeah, like I said, 40% is not even good for him. So getting a massive discount based off of his poor shooting uh, percentages, which are just going to regress over time. Like, Trey's not going to shoot this bad. Trey, he has gotten at least 34 minutes at every game this year. And since last year, with at least 32-plus minutes, he has cleared this line in 49 out of 67 games, which is 73% of the games. And he's averaged 26.5 for, uh, points per game in those games. Magic, they have been a good defense this year. Um, however, like I said, it's just like a 22.5 line for Trey Young. It's just too low. Volume has been there all year for Trey. He's due a ton of positive regression for his efficiency. Um, it's also worth noting that... Trey, when you think about how he plays, he is basically gets all his action out of pick and rolls. The magic centers right now are Gogo Bataze and Mo Mo Wagner, Franz's uh, older brother. None of those bigs are like put fear in me for P and roll pick and roll defense. Both are not rim protectors. Both are pretty slow footed. and I think that Trey could have a ton of success in the pick and roll against them. Uh, unless he's just like dishing it out every time. But uh, Trey, or like I said, Goga, uh, Mo Wagner, they'll play a ton of pick and roll defense here. And I just don't see, they're just not good defenders, not good rim protectors, slow-footed. So I, I think he could take advantage of that matchup. And lastly for this game, I mean, I think it should be pretty competitive. There's only two NBA games on tonight. Um, we should get pretty good efforts from both teams. Hawks are probably slightly the better team, and that's kind of reflected by the spread. But with the Magic at home, uh, I don't see the Hawks blowing them out. And I think that the Hawks coming off of a loss, going into Orlando, I think they should be able to keep it closer. Something like weird about this, this game's at 8.30 p.m., and it's in Orlando, which is on the East Coast. Let me quick, is this... I'm sorry. I'm looking something up. Uh, this because that's really weird. I don't know if that's just because there's only two games on, or what. <laughs> Make- oh, okay. The game's in Mexico City. Okay, that's that's interesting. So yeah, game in Mexico City. Maybe maybe that's like a it's an interesting spot to play a game. Maybe Trey Young is getting up for that one. Tries to put on a show. Probably, all the eyes will be on be on him. So I guess I guess that's a motivating spot for Trey too. All right, and then uh, I just want to talk about one more NBA game: Bucks and Pacers. I think Giannis is in a really good spot. I went to bed and missed out on like two points of closing line value. So, um, I, I don't know if I want to still play that, but Giannis is coming off uh, getting ejected, so that's always a good for motivation. And then it's just against Indiana, who plays at like a ridiculously fast pace, over-under of 241.5. It is a back-to-back, but since he got ejected, he only played 22 minutes. So, Giannis should be good to go. The game is in Indiana. Um, if it was in Milwaukee, I would kind of fear for Pacers getting blown out, but since it's in Indiana... I uh, think that the game should be competitive. However, these back-to-back games kind of scare me. Um, I, I don't have anything played yet because, I mean, it's the NBA. Come on. Someone's probably just going to get ruled out and screw up a handicap. So uh, I will definitely have some prop a prop or two for this later. But want to make sure that the injury news doesn't get funky. <clears throat> Another one, if uh, Brooke Lopez plays... Uh, Miles Turner, over one and a half three-pointers made, is a very, very good look. It's a uh, plus money. And if you look at his last 11 games versus Brook Lopez, he has had four plus three-pointers attempted in 10 out of the 11. He's averaged 6.1 three-pointers attempted in those 11 games. He's made at least two threes in seven out of the 11. But the volume here is just insane. Brook Lopez, as we all know, Notoriously plays drop coverage. Miles Turner on the pick and pops is gonna get a ton of like wide open threes. So Miles Turner over one and a half threes, I think, will be a play for me. As long as Brooke Lopez doesn't sit. But Brooke's an older guy and it's a back to back. So he, I just don't I just want to make sure that he is gonna be out for that one. So that's a that's a really strong lean. Something that I will probably officially play if Brooke Lopez doesn't sit on the back-to-back randomly all right guys uh that's about it I, I think I'll, 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 let me quick talk about a little bit more of the Thursday night football and a couple couple leans but um one play I was like really close to playing uh for the Thursday night football game was Terrace Marshall over two and a half receptions it's barely juiced at all but uh Terrace Marshall I don't think DJ Chark has been officially ruled out yet, which is kind of why I didn't want to play it either. Uh, But DJ Chark is doubtful with an elbow injury. He has not practiced at all this week. Um, Panthers pretty much only run, like, they run a ton of free wide. They basically don't rotate receivers at all. So, Terrence Marshall will probably have, like, a ridiculously high route participation here. Probably, like, 80-plus percent. Um and in, in the games that this year that he has actually played like a decent amount of snaps. Sorry, hold up, let me pull up. Yeah. So in the games where he has actually played like a decent amount of snaps, so like he's played three games with 59 or more percent of the snaps. He's had six targets, 10 targets and eight targets. So he's been super involved. My one concern is that um He's played one game without DJ Chark, and he played 90% of the snaps in that one. I think he had, like, pretty much 100% real participation. In that game, he had six targets for two receptions. And my one concern is that we all know that DJ Chark is a down down uh, field receiver. Hi, ADOT. And Terrence Marshall, he, he might just play the DJ Chark role. And obviously, with wind, with Bryce Young at quarterback, it might be tough to get receptions on downfield passes even targets on downfield passes if he just takes the DJ Chark rule. So that, that's kind of what kept me off it. But Terrace Marshall, um, that com- that might completely not be the case. He's, he's going to be on the field a ton. Uh, he has a really low 8 dot for the year. He gets a lot of screen passes too. So I think that Terrace Marshall over 2.5 receptions is a pretty, pretty solid look. And for the Bears side, um, this is like a game script. This is just like Khalil Herbert, I believe, is not expected to play. So Deontay Foreman, his rushing yards is at fifty six and a half, and I I think you can make a pretty solid case for backing him in this one as well, just because. Like I said, I think this game's. I don't think I don't see any team really playing, playing from like a big lead. So if that's the case. Foreman will get a ton, a ton of volume, and he's always been really good. Panthers run defense has been pretty good the last two weeks they kind of shut down moss and taylor which is concerning and they did good against pierce and singletary which everyone kind of does good against pierce and singletary but um yeah their run defense for the year stats are not good but they did play really well against taylor and moss which is something to take into account all right uh that's going to be it for the pod today hopefully you guys Hopefully you guys got some good plays, got some good information. Uh, Best luck on your wages tonight, and see you tomorrow.